Welcome to episode six of Casting the Net with Father Dave and Rick. We've got another great show for you. Uh, in today's episode, they go through some comments from last week. Father Dave talks about uh, living with nuns in Germany. And we have some additional quotes. Uh, one of them is actually from one of those nuns where she says, Today I begin, which basically just means why do we lament in what happened yesterday? They talk about faith guiding us. Uh, another quote from Father Dave, he says, signs of the time through the eyes of faith. You'll see what that means uh, here in the episode. And towards the end, they talk about performing acts of faith, hope, and love, but not keeping score. I mean, that's something I think we can all learn from. I love these shows because it's like I'm sitting through one of Father Dave's homilies, but it's more of an open discussion. So uh, again, I hope you guys enjoy this one. Again, episode six, Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Friends, Father Dave and Rick, thank you for joining us, sharing in the conversation. Holy smokes, I'm still going through all of the comments that we received this past week when you, you brought up the Patriot way in a podcast episode where we're talking about holiness. <laughs> Is Not a, everybody felt that they were holy. I think, I think we have coach Belichick phoning in today. Don't right. we? We do. <laughs> and let me, it began with my brother who lives in Indianapolis. Oh boy. <laughs> and they're yeah. still bitter. Yeah. They're still bitter. <laughs> Deflate those footballs, and they, just, they, they don't let it go. Right. Of course, the point was on the, on the episode on, on Tom Brady's creation, the man in the arena, the point having been that the discipline to be excellent in the present moment is what makes for success, right? Attentiveness to the present moment. Yeah, and I remember a story you once told. I don't mean to put you on the spot mm, like this. But, but you're doing that. I am, so don't let me down. <laughs> There's nowhere to hide. That's right. Wasn't, didn't you have a story for me once about um, your life living with some nuns in Germany? And um, Keep going. That was, <laughs> that, that was the lesson that a nun um, oh, yes. gave Schwester, you. Oh, yes. Schwester Hedwig. <laughs> wow. Yeah, jawohl. I was in uh, Bopart, um, Germany, right on the on the Rhine River in the mystical part of the Rhine where the Lorelei and castles mm. and, and uh, legends um, were, were hatched. And I had forgotten all about that. Thank you for that moment. <laughs> Just struggling mightily to learn language and culture. I would, I'd been kind of dropped there for that reason. And I was serving as a chaplain to these sisters in a contemplative community while I was struggling to learn the language and was clearly having some uh, difficulties because poor Schwester Hedwig got the short straw from the community to go see the priest from the United States to try to help him with his pronunciation, <laughs> let alone understanding. So, so she showed up after dinner to go over the gospel for the next Sunday with me. And I thought, wasn't that beautiful, nice, and holy, and loving? Well, then she did it the next night, and then she did it the next night, and I realized <laughs> I'm really not that good. <laughs> but we developed a relationship. It's stirring me right now to think back uh, to her. And these sisters, though German, 
were Borromean sisters. So they came out of the tradition of St. Charles Borromeo in Italy. And she told a story to me eventually <laughs> to be able to understand and to, uh, to share in conversation about St. Charles Borromeo, to whom she gave credit for that line. And she said to me, well, she said to me, Hoite fange ich an. Hoite fange ich an. Translated in English, today I begin. Mm. And that she credited as being the motto of St. Charles Borromeo and the starting point for every Christian. Mm. Today I begin. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. You know, wrapped up in the life of a God who is eternal. Yes. Um, a God who's always new. How, how, how else could it be? Yeah. Right? Today you begin. It's, it's but why do, I, why do I begin the day and sometimes lament about what happened yesterday or previously? Replaying it in my mind, right? Rewind, play. Rewind, play. Mm. Rewind, play. Whatever the feeling, if it was something where I failed and I was discouraged or shamed or there was some kind of an offense or injustice that was committed, so I replay it to be angry and to feel resentment. Mm -hmm. And I can spend so much time there. Right. Or why do I go the opposite way? Fast forward. Oh my goodness, what's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen next week? What's going to happen next month? How in the world is this ever going to resolve itself? Will it resolve itself? Mm. And I can be so preoccupied by fear, typically in the future, mm -hmm. about what hasn't happened, that the present moment is compromised mm -hmm. in the love that it's supercharged to experience. Right. And the present is all we have. That's as it. we discussed last episode. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So how do I how do we how do we how do we give our best in that moment? And several episodes ago you mentioned about making peanut butter sandwiches and doing laundry. And there is a way that we can make peanut butter sandwiches and there's a way that we can do laundry in which holiness can be advanced, can be experienced, sanctification can happen if we give ourselves to the activity in the moment with the right disposition right and so to be clear the um the, 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 let's take two hypothetical individuals please one who is animated by grace which you know, i think mm. we're going to talk a little bit about what that means mm -hmm. here this episode and then the other figure is not mm. they're you know externally the actions they're performing probably look you know, indistinguishable from each other. It's what's going on on the inside, mm. you know. Um, going back to the, the Theresian uh, principle or, you know, Mother Teresa, who I, I would say drew quite a bit from Teresa Lisieux. Or her um, own name. Yeah, right, including, including <laughs> her name, right. Um, to do little things with great love. Um, it's not going to look any different from a secular person making a peanut butter sandwich necessarily. Um, but that's not the point. Yeah. You know, it's, it's confidence interiorly that God is acting through this, um, you know, through this phys physical action that I'm performing and will therefore um, bring it to some sort of beautiful blossoming, um, you know, work which will further his kingdom. Well, that's a great insight, Rick. I'm going, I'm imagining a family, of course, not, not any of your children doing the dishes, but imagine another family mm. where dishes are done and the resentment Right. that the child has <laughs> for having to do the dishes, right. right? 
and you can almost see the um, the, the the contortion of the face uh, over over having to do this, mm. and nothing but seething resentment for having been forced by parent to do the dishes. You know, in contrast to the same activity, same dishes to be mm-hmm. cleaned, same dishes to be put away, mm-hmm. by one who sees opportunity for role to participate in family in a way that is helpful to the others and therefore of value to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of work to, to do. <laughs> you, you and I both. Have a... <laughs> Love me but enough to remind but me. But that's, you know, that's no cause for discouragement. That's no cause for, mm. um, for mm. frustration. Mm. Um, this goes back to our discussion about holiness. We get this faulty idea of what holiness is. Um, we, we, we immediately think of the saints, and we should, mm-hmm. but we, we, I think we get tricked into believing that it was easy for them. Somehow. Yes. For most yes. of us, including for the canonized saints, it's a lifelong struggle. Yes. And you take one step forward and two steps back, and then you slip on a banana peel and somehow fall upward, and you make <laughs> spiritual progress miraculously because it's an act of God. You know, you, you consent to it humanly, but, um, you know, God is... The, the driving force and the impetus for all of it. I mean, he's the one doing the heavy lifting. Yes. Yeah. And desiring to do that, mm-hmm. desiring to do that in a way that we can't even begin to comprehend beloved in his sight. We are so saith the Lord himself, right? That he gives to us his very grace. When I, when I hear the word grace, I try to think of power. Mm-hmm. I try to think of power. Um, when I grew up, I struggled Understanding grace, mm-hmm. God's power as a thing, right. as a thing, yeah. the ledger. Yep. And if I did enough things that were positive, they might outnumber the things I did that were negative. And if I could <laughs> just be in the positive balance for the day, yep. then I was okay and <laughs> I could right. wipe my brow and You're say gonna... a good act of contrition and be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there there are a lot, you know, theologically, there are a lot of different, um, you know, distinctions. There are different kinds of grace, kind of subcategories. But you're right. I mean, thinking of it as, as God's power, as God's life, like the very mm. divine life that he like infuses that. into us, um, which just reorients us. So really, mm-hmm. grace is, um, is uh, the driving force behind any growth in holiness. You know, um, you think about, like, the virtues of faith, hope, and love. Mm-hmm. Those are those are graces. Mm-hmm. Um, they're shares in God's very life. So like when you receive the grace of faith, mm-hmm. um, really that's that's a share in God's knowledge of himself. And then by extension, him knowing the world too. Not not, not in the way that God does, but it's, it's sort of an imperfect um, glimpse so that we can get like a God's eye view of how things are working. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy to see what, what the difference between, uh, between you know, someone with faith and someone without would be. You know, someone who has faith would look at his, you know, drawing from our discussion about Therese, someone who, who has the gift of faith um, would be able to find light and goodness and something redemptive in the drudgery of life mm. um, because he or she would see it as uh, providential in some way. Mm. You know? He or she could be confident that God is working even in these darkest of moments mm. to bring some greater good for me or for somebody else out of it. Yeah, that I don't understand yeah, it might not now, understand, but... but I know it's purposeful according to God's designs. Right. Huh. Um, there, there's a line in a Eucharistic prayer that just uh, came to my thought. I'm going to paraphrase this, that 
we implore the Lord to look at the signs of the times mm. through the eyes of faith. Right. right. The signs of the times through the eyes of faith. Yeah. Right. Which means that grace, God's very own power, is sought to be received for the eyes of faith themselves to mm. be able to be actualized. That in this situation that seemingly doesn't have a thing to do, let's say, with religion, mm. is supercharged with spiritual opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and, and yeah, and, you know, to receive the virtue of love, right? Faith, hope, and love would be to, to love as God loves. It, it, again, in an imperfect way, mm. but in a way that's very much um, a share in his. And so mm. all these, you know, at, at its root, you know, empowerment by God, sharing in God's life, which enables us to, um, you know, perform acts of faith, hope, and love, which, uh, which propel us forward in, in seeking holiness. It's not a, it's not a commodity, as you said, but, um, which, you know, sadly people, I, I do think still view it that way or, or you know, slip into viewing it that yeah. way. Well, we, you know, we catch ourselves speaking that way. We talk about true. getting grace, That's right? true. getting grace. So suddenly there's this, this, uh, possibility of, of, um, misunderstanding it as an object yeah right and it's it's safe ground for us too we we, we tend to quantify and commodify all sorts of things right? mm-hmm. that we, that we, mm-hmm. like, we like to keep score mm-hmm. um <laughs> that's not what god's about i mean god's going to give it to us super abundantly you know mm-hmm. gratuitously far mm-hmm. beyond anything we deserve or merit only seven times though right that's, that's right <laughs> <laughs> what what <laughs> 77 times. Seven right, infinitely. Times. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's hard for us to imagine. And it takes us to the best places when we do. Mm. Good. That was helpful. Grace as, as love or maybe as beauty, as goodness, in addition to power. Mm. Right. It's, you can't, beauty isn't something that is easily quantifiable. <laughs> right. And love isn't I mean, either. I mean, you, you, yes. And I, love. I think. Um, yes. Once I got that idea through my head, a lot of scripture made more sense than it did before. You know, huh. um, it's a silly question to ask. Like, all right, what, what's what's the bare minimum amount of love I'm supposed to give somebody? <laughs> that, that's that's stupid. I mean, <laughs> right? What's the minimum right, quantity well, what, of love yeah, today? Like, have I loved enough today? Yeah. What, what, what do you mean enough? Can I, I just mean? do that in the first, you know, thirty minutes of the day and that's just right. be done with it the rest of the day? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right, and the Lord never relaxes, never stops relentlessly pursuing us to be able to give no less than his very self to us, mm. that we might be equipped and empowered to be his instruments at home in our domestic churches and wherever it is that we are, fortified, of course, by the sacraments of particular power we receive there at, mm. at Holy Mass and in other sacraments, including reconciliation friends he's he's rick i'm father dave a a dad and a priest trying to become better fathers through the reception of grace and the reception of mercy inviting you to do the same in terms of being instruments of love and of peace for which we've been designed to become casting the net friends he's rick and i'm father dave a dad and a priest 
together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net. 